Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, of course, we had to reflect on that amazing game between uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Peterborough United. And we did that with a man we spoke to yesterday, Glenn Moore, who was on stage while it all unfolded. Yeah, Huge Wednesday fan. Um, we chatted to him. We chatted to Bob Bubka. Yep. Um, um, yeah, we we, uh, we had an interesting little event yesterday that Bob commented on, so you'll hear more about that. Uh, Martin Kellner looked at a week of sport on TV. Mm. We covered some ground, we Andy, did. didn't we? Yeah, we talked yeah. about Erling Haaland's wire fronts, amongst other things. Why not? So here it all is. <laughs> everyone good afternoon and what a dramatic night of football what a dramatic night of football it was I, I yes was, I, like everybody i suppose i was flipping between yeah. newcastle brighton which i didn't realize started at 7 30 ah. i missed quite a lot of that yeah and uh, and then the west ham which they looked in control but then uh, az sort of really a couple of half press. chances didn't yeah, they yeah but i thought in the end they deserved it no yeah question. absolutely and then nicking it and the then end. the last i'm glad i turned over to the last few minutes of uh Wednesday versus I felt for Adrian though God you know he was there as a yeah, fan yeah he was he, was, he popped yeah. up on the uh, sports bar afterwards mm. and he was he was pretty magnanimous about as yeah. you said you know where Darren Moore taking a lot of stick no, this he's week he's great Darren Moore it's, it's tremendous and theme, uh, yeah but... we, we had the moose on yesterday and uh, I don't know if, you've, if you haven't seen social media today the moose was on yesterday and uh, Charlie made a very impassioned case for 4-0 being a very dangerous scoreline said it was still very much alive he he was pushing it a bit but who was right the moose was saying it's over it's gone it's finished and of course Barry Bannon uh, has been a guest on the show before Hmm. Uh, Barry uh, the Sheffield Wednesday player said I was uh, listening to TalkSport on my way and I heard Ian Abrahams even though he'd already sent me a message saying good luck tonight Barry Saying we had no chance when he got on the air. <laughs> so uh, I think Moose might be uh, heading up to Sheffield sometime next week to uh, to have a chat with him He'll about be it before pleased, the though. final. He, just likes of course. Being, he likes being noticed. Um, but Glenn Moore was on air. Uh, sorry, on air. He was on air yesterday uh, and he was on, on stage, stage last mm. night. And uh, he was telling us he was going to try and get right through to the end of the match and not know the score. But I don't think he quite managed that in the end. But Glenn's going to rejoin us to tell us how the evening unfolded from his point of view. Uh, I joined that at seven. 70 minutes. I kind of felt mm. West Ham are going to have enough. Newcastle was pretty much uh, well, it was definitely done by then. No, so I as soon as it, I stayed with West Ham till four now. As soon as through. it got to three nil, I thought mm. it's on. 
Mm. I mean, in like the fact we were talking about it yesterday, at 3 0, you thought, wow, they, could they do it? And then nothing happened to about the 96th minute. Did but it? That, that, I know it's League One, but the clearance out of defence by the Peterborough defender was pathetic, yeah. wasn't it? Really, honestly. I mean, they, it, it, kind of Charlie was right yesterday. They just, maybe at the back of the minds, when you're 4 0 up, you think, well, you've got it done. And they were, Yeah, there's got to be an element of that, but you yeah. know, normally it should be fine. You shouldn't. That should never happen. Really. No, because no. it can happen, but it should never happen. You know. So they've got. I mean, the thing is, they've got. Um, they've got to regroup and go again for the final, haven't they? Oh, I'm sure Maybe they will, you'd feel really. it's. Uh, no, we've no. got the other uh, semi for you tonight. Mm. Uh, don't forget. So that is live on Talk Sports. Get the kickoff time for you this are, evening. Are you aware? Uh, eight o'clock. Let me just let you know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Barnsley Bolton tonight. Uh, Dan Windor is your host. Mark Wilson, Chris Owalamo, your commentary team for Barnsley versus Bolton on Talk Sport Two, exclusively live tonight. Are you aware that it's Don't Mow the Grass Month? No, the really? idea is in, you, to encourage bees and other wildlife, you let your garden, your back garden, yeah. grow. I'd love to see him do it at Wembley for the final. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I would imagine that. Wildflowers. The Wembley ground, a few dandelions. <laughs> I've got a lot of dandelions in the garden. That I think oh, well, the, the seeds have been blowing in from somewhere. It's not You can't really let the grass grow too much when you've got a dog because... Yeah. In the gut, because it becomes a minefield. That's well, all that, I'm prepared that, to say at lunchtime. That's true. But talking of dogs and your dog, yeah. did you see that Arsenal have got a chocolate Labrador? Have they really? Yeah. They've. Uh, I feel. Uh, yeah. I, I feel it's slightly compromised by that. Mikel Arteta made his latest signing to enhance the feel good vibe at Arsenal a chocolate Labrador. The dog, who is affectionately called Win, spends most days at the club's training ground. Oh. I thought it should be called. Win for three quarters of the season and then blow it. Oh, that'd be a much better title, wouldn't it? Yeah. What about that? <laughs> uh, great. It's been a great season for them. It certainly has. Great uh, news today that uh, Manchester City are going to buy uh, Vardiol from uh, Leipzig. Well, tremendous for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> really great. They haven't million got enough clip. left-footed yeah, defenders. That's right. Yeah, the only one of the few best left-footed defenders in the world. There, they can snap him up as well. There is a danger now with this that it, it becomes too much. You know, the, 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 you didn't it, have a problem when it was Chelsea. No, because I think that it, that it was, you know, that it was always up and down and it was sort of, they had some good years and they had some bad years and there were other teams that could challenge them. But it's not helpful for the league to be a one-team league. And that is, that is a problem. If they're going to win it every single year, that is a slight problem We need a league. sort of handicapping system. We need to weigh well, them down like do racehorses. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it until Pep leaves. I don't suppose it's going to change. But I mean, this I mean, bloke... if Pep leaves, you know, I mean, they're not going to bring in Nathan Jones with respect, are they? I mean, no, imagine... but he's unique. You know, I yeah. it would be like Fergie leaving. It'd be very. There would be some sort of drop off, I think. But we'll see. You hope. Well, we hope. We all hope. <laughs> We've got to hope, haven't we? Uh, this bloke wrote into the star today, though. He's a City fan. He said. Mm. I had the best night of my life on Wednesday at the Etihad when I went with my best mate to watch God's own team, a.k.a. Manchester City thrash Real Madrid. I don't know about God's own team. I think Abu Dhabi's own team, I think you'll find it is, mate, really. But don't worry about it. Do you want a quick game of the Barry Bannon game? If we, if there's any day it. we can play... Barry may be listening. I know oh, he yeah. tunes in. He was certainly tuning in yesterday. Wherever you are, Barry, congratulations. Great oh, performance by you and the boys last mm. night. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to... Now, the Barry Bannon game, it, it kind of came about for myself and my youngest son. We got absolutely no idea what we started <laughs> it doing ridiculous. it. We were watching a game on telly. Barry may have been at Villa then. It was that I long think ago. Was, yeah. And we were watching the game. And one of us, I don't know, either one of us, suddenly went, Barry Bannon. And there was a very, very long, <laughs> long gap. Boy. And it became a kind of game of brinks, brinksmanship. So we now find ourselves, one of us will send out a Barry. And then you completely forget about it. And then suddenly on WhatsApp or a phone call, you get, 
Bannon. Bannon. He's in. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a game of Brexit. So we can have a game. We're not going to have too long to play a game. But do you want to have a quick game, Andy? Yeah, well, let's see caller call in, say Barry, and then at about 3.58, Bannon. OK, well, uh, you've just kind of given the game. But we'll have a quick game. We'll have a All quick right, game here. Go. See if you can hold your nerve. Here we go, then. Buddy. Bannon. Oh, <laughs> he caved. I knew he'd cave in the end. It's that. <laughs> Well, there we are. It's a stupid game, Very isn't it? Pointless, really. Uh, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Bannon just tees it up. Johnson, someone's got to shoot. Or lift it to the back post. Yes, they do. Headed down across the face of guys. In! In! It's poked home! Liam Palmer for Sheffield Wednesday. The final seconds of added time. Of added time at Hillsborough. And it's 4-4. It was amazing. Adrian was. Clark, the co-commentator, hear his reaction. He's got no skin in there. I was the no. same. I was, just, oh, everybody. I was the up. The atmosphere was tremendous. It, it, was quite, it was quite amazing. Adrian Durham, less happy about it, yes. all, I guess, in the away end. But um, we spoke to Glenn Moore, a comedian Sheffield Wednesday fan, yesterday to preview the game, and he was telling us he had a gig last night, so would be on stage, was going to attempt to get right through to the end. But we, we asked him how he felt about the game, myself and Charlie, like a lot of Wednesday fans, understandably, mm. wasn't massively optimistic. I mean, to be honest, I really don't want to talk about it. But the best case scenario, <laughs> I think, is like a two-nil win because you'd look at like you'd look back in months to come and think four-two on aggregate isn't humiliating, mm. but it's not looking great. I still hope you know everyone should still turn out for it because it's still you know it's a night like you don't want to end the season with something worse than the four-nil. But I have hope for you because I think. Peterborough is such a topsy-durvy club. Mm. They could ha- absolutely lose this game 5-0 tonight. <laughs> and they're, and they're Any other team, I wouldn't say, but Peterborough are, are so up and down and such as up and down as a club that they could absolutely do it. Don't do this to me. Don't make me... <laughs> two nil like ten. If you're 2-0 up in 10 minutes, it's on. We will, score, we will score one goal in the 70th minute and I will stupidly get excited <laughs> about that as if there's any hope. Scored their third... What about that? It's pressing. It's scored their third goal. Mm. in the 70th minute. so and, That's uh, why we love football, because yeah. you never know, do you? Glenn said he was going to try and wait right to the end of the game, and but I don't think he managed that. Let's find out. Hi, Glenn. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> well, the best case scenario wasn't uh, to be to win 2-0. It was to equalise with the last kick of the of normal time and then go back and win it on penalties, clearly. I, I just can't... I, I cannot believe it happened. <laughs> I, I was furious almost when the first goal went in because it gave me hope and I didn't want to have hope because I thought, <laughs> this is silly. It's now 4-1. This is... It's it obviously never going to happen. And um, I genuinely missed the end i i uh i i went on stage at this gig um when it was uh the shuffle wednesday was three nil up and it was probably like the 94th minute <laughs> and i'd already seen some tweets from people saying oh you know it's a final whistle and uh so i kind of went on stage really annoyed and um <laughs> and then genuinely came off stage and it was uh, charlie baker you know had, had hmm. tweeted me being sort of like glenn look and um, that was how I found out. I, yeah. I would have not realised until this morning. I would have gone to bed thinking, but we'd, we'd lost. I cannot <laughs> believe it happened. I love to, and now cr- I'm annoyed. 
yeah. but I didn't watch the penalty shootout because I thought the game was over. Oh, I missed. Wow. I, I completely missed it. It would have been until it was over. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, losing I'm, four I'm, three would have been very frustrating. It would have been. Yeah, I'd love have have your been. crowd work last night. What do you do, mate? Don't care. Rubbish job. <laughs> <laughs> really ba- a bad tempered stand up. Yes. Um, I mean, it was just quite staggering, wasn't it? So you you came off and you saw Charlie's tweet and you thought, wow, okay, something's happened here. And so you'd not seen any of it. That was the point you realised you you were through and you'd won it. Yeah, not seen not seen any of it. And so I just found an article, you know, when all the articles have been written up about it and stuff like that, and it just couldn't believe it. I think you know, like I I think if I'd, I'd I probably would have felt quite calm if I'd watched the penalty shootout because I feel like statistically. If you have a comeback as big as that, a real sort of Liverpool AC Milan in 2005 situation, that it's it's going to be on your side. You know, penalty shootout is going to be on your side. They must have, Peterborough must have been so demoralised. And I did feel really bad for them. But to say that, Glenn, the first half of extra time, they scored and they were the best team. They looked like they'd got control back. And I was thinking, blimey, he's done a good job there, Darren Ferguson, got their heads right because you're right, you would have expected them to be on the floor. But first half of extra time, they were great. But once you got that goal, uh, then it obviously everybody, both teams were nervous. No one wanted to throw it away. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in the final now. If we play Barnsley, I, I don't necessarily fancy our chances. But this is just unreal. This has been the highlight of the season. I, 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 I cannot believe that Charlie predicted it yesterday. <laughs> not fully predicted, but was like seemed to not think it was mad that they'd be able to do it, and was like, yeah, yeah. Peterborough are going to be complacent. I cannot believe he was right. It's funny, he can be that optimistic about other people's teams, but I want to watch Torquay with him. With him. He wasn't massively optimistic. None of Nobody ever is about their own team. But you're right, he did He did tend to call it. He did mention a, a little bit of flakiness and 4-0 being a dangerous scoreline, which apparently has entered the vernacular now. 4-0 know... being a dangerous yeah. scoreline is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Yeah. I cannot believe it's true. <laughs> it's there was that guy on social media, the Wednesday fan, who after the game last week, <laughs> week, went on there and ripped up his match tickets. Oh dear. He said, I've got tickets for next week, tore them up and threw them in the air and uh, it wouldn't be going. I mean, I'm I mean, it looked like there was a decent crowd in. got replacements before last night. You reckon it? Well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people, there was, uh, Darren Moore was saying yesterday, he was, he was worried that people wouldn't come, but it looks like it was a good turnout and the atmosphere did sound fantastic. Oh, it was unreal. It felt, yeah, it felt like a Champions League tie. Didn't look like a Champions League tie, but it felt like one. <laughs> So, um, are you going to try and get tickets for the final, or are you working again? No, I'm going to make sure uh, that I'm I'm going to try and book an afternoon gig in, so that I can make sure I go on stage about halfway through the match, because I now fully believe <laughs> that that's the only way Sheffield Wednesday can win. I'll be like a talisman for them. Yeah, and your connection to the area you worked you worked up there, didn't you? I did, yeah. It was just because I was I was my first job was as like a, a roving reporter for a radio station that was basically based in Hillsborough. So I used to go to the press conferences every week. And um it's just such a nice I mean, obviously completely different set of players. This was ten years ago, but it was just always such a decent collection of people. Really, really lovely and such a well run club, but it was just I couldn't help but fall in love with it, you know. And it was lovely for Darren Moore, wasn't it? That that bit of footage we've seen of him and, and Barry Bannon playing tribute to the job he's done this week because it would have been, you know, I mean, a manager can always turn around and say, you know, lads, we can still do this and no one would really believe them after, you know, 4-0 down from the first leg. But he clearly did get them believing and that's what Barry Bannon said, wasn't it? Mm. 
Yeah, I think you know, regardless of what happens in the in the in in the final, I really really hope he stays on for. I, they Wednesday need to give him the longest contract possible. I just think he's been brilliant. Is he feels like the most stable manager I've had in a long 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 time. Uh, are you working uh, tomorrow night or tonight? I think you're going to be on it. You're going to be on stage when Barnsley uh, the Barnsley games on Barnsley Bottom. Uh- uh, no, I'll be intrigued. I'm actually watching a friend show. I'm watching Reese James's tour show tonight, right. so I'll make sure I keep my phone on and just keep, you know, if my phone buzzes in my pocket. I don't really know who I'm holding out hope for. I think I prefer Bolton to win. Okay. I'd rather see Bolton. I'd rather play Bolton. Good stuff. Well, good to talk to you again, Glenn. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for having me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Anything else you want to discuss, Andy? Yes. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Ollie Robinson uh, was very happy to see he got yeah. Shane out with the second ball, but you think... How much better would that have been if he did it in a test match than yeah. in a county game that doesn't mean anything? Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we, you know, we've talked about the fact that these guys are playing, the Aussies are playing a bit of county cricket here to get used to the conditions, mm. but there might be a few little psychological moments like that with our bowlers. He's a confident lad, Ollie Robinson. He's he? a really good bowler. He's been calling, he's been yeah. doing the McGrath, but he's been saying 5 0. Mm. See, no. Nathan Lyon said the other day, he said 5 0. He said 5 0. He won't yeah, be 5 0. You know. yeah. There's no Three nuance when, when either team start to predict what's going to happen in the Ashes. None of them say, Oh, I think it'll be 3 2. <laughs> we might have a couple of draws, we'll win 2 1. So 5 0 either way, isn't it? Every time. Yeah. So. Should be fascinating. Should anyway. be good. Yeah. Anything else? Yes, why fronts? Oh, yeah. They've, have you uh, got me some? I haven't, actually. There's been a boost to sales of Y-Fronts. Why is this? Uh, it's Erling Haaland. It's all down to him, basically. Really? Yeah. He's been posing in Y-Fronts. I think there was a picture of him and uh, Noel Gallagher. Oh, I can't And apparently there's been a 45% increase in the sales. Is that from someone in the Y-Fronts industry? Yes. Oh, what a surprise. Well, it's, yeah. it's the uh, chief merchandising officer of this company that says, Why fronts have faced strong competition in the past from boxer shorts, but mm. Erling Haaland has sparked a revival in the interest in this traditional menswear staple. Yes, there he is. Uh, when you said that, I thought he was posing with Noel, who was also in wire fronts, but yeah. Noel is fully clothed. He's <laughs> yes, in the city dress room after the game. Yeah. They're a bit baggy, aren't they? i tell you what is interesting, and this is about, I think, all footballers, mm. you realise how skinny they are. I mean, though he's a big lad, yeah. there's absolutely nothing no, but this surplus this, on him there's just No, but you, they're just... Uh, I, I told you, I was talking to someone... Honed. A conditioning coach about... No, was it a player who played against Patrick Cliver in a game, playing for Ireland against Holland? I can't remember who the player was now. And said, like, you know, they'd seen him with his top off. But he said, well, you know, you looked at him and you thought there was, he like, he looked three stone ringing wet. He was tall and there was just not an ounce of fat on him. And he said, but a few times in the game, I just bounced off him. Yeah. He was, you know, these guys are just, just a wall of muscle. So, uh, yeah, I can see what you mean, by the way. I don't, I don't think you can carry those off, Andy. No. Um, Erling Haaland can carry him off, I'm afraid, in a way that uh, that you can't. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's interesting. Right? We're talking about uh, dissent in football and we're chatting to Sean Ingle and looking at the stats and we heard from Howard Webb. And uh, Les, uh, who's a Bristol City fan, also a referee, said, I was refereeing an adult match the week after Ashley Cole mm. turned his back on a referee in a Spurs-Chelsea game. It was Mike Riley, if I seem to remember. Midway through the second half, I had to give someone a yellow card and a grown man was copying Ashley Cole's behaviour, refusing to turn around. <laughs> I had to speak to the captain and get him to sort it out. It's not just kids who copy the pros, says Les. Yeah, and no. I went back to 2008 and looked at that moment because Ashley Cole realised the following day he immediately apologised to Mike Riley. But then they say in this piece in the papers the following day, the FA didn't look kindly on it and said, maybe next season we'll start to deduct points for dissent. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. Nothing's really <laughs> no, changed at 2008. 
nothing has really changed. So thank you, Les, uh, for telling us about that. Uh, we're going to hear from um, <clears throat> Bob Bubka a little bit later on. And um, a sound. somebody has suggested a sounder like. We'll run that past Bob, maybe, when we chat with him in a moment. Yeah. Um, Glenn in Leeds had a game of uh, Barry Bannon. Uh, at, at quarter past one, he sent in the word Barry and then came back at uh, 10 to 2 with... Bannon. Not well, bad. Playing his own game. We've got an open-ended game with Bob from our Bob from our broth. It's, it's, it's an gonna, ongoing game at the moment. Be, Who knows? It could, could take weeks. That's the thing with the Barry Bannon <laughs> game. It could. It could take I weeks. Was, I was thinking uh, last night when the fans were having a go at the ref at uh, Newcastle. Mm. Uh, if the ref's having a stink, has any assistant ever joined in with? You're not, you're not fit to referee, or you don't know what you're doing. There must be, must be caught on camera doing that. Be fantastic. What an assistant doing yeah. it. I mean, you'd, you'd hear him down the earpiece, yeah, wouldn't you? True. If you're joining in, <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be a great idea. Sevilla made another UEFA Cup final. They've won it six times. Yeah. And, and of course, for me, there's nothing like a great European night at the Ramon Sanchez Pizwan. Do you not? You like a night in the Pizwan, do you? I do. I'm sure you do. Yes. With your issues at your age, I'm sure you've had many a night there. I have. Um, yeah. What about an old Spurs win double? That was to win mm. it. Brian Roy's cross, still technically our player. Yeah, and um, and Brian Brian Roy Brian Hills Cross. I don't apologise. Yeah, you said to me Brian Roy. Yeah, I'm going mad. Sorry, Brian Hills Cross for Eric Lamella. Tremendous, a great header. It was a great cross and a really what good. Is header. it about that competition, that club? It's incredible. It's like their own tournament, yeah, isn't it? It's amazing. Why. They haven't had a good league season. I don't think. I'm not. You know, Hopefully, exactly where they are, but for no, it's not remember. been a stun. They've had a bad no. season. Yeah, yeah, no, they've been, they've been, they've been in trouble for quite a lot of it. So, uh, yeah, what about that? That was fantastic. Juve getting mm. knocked out, and Jose does it again, doesn't he? Again uh, with uh, Roma, he's just got the knack, is not he? Just incredible. I don't and know. How getting he does through it. to finals, it's amazing. And uh, I was telling you, I texted you to say that um, former BBC swimming commentator, the Olympic commentator Hamilton Bland, yes. was on this program. He, for some reason, he had a Tommy Cooper fez. Yeah, and he sold it for five grand on the Great Auction. Okay, I've not. I've heard about this show. I've not seen it. They yeah. had other. They had yeah, sporting stuff on it. That's it's, my sporting connection. Oh, that's the sporting connection. Yeah, I, th- I haven't. I've only watched one. It, it's quite a fun show, really. It looks feels like it's by the people that did four rooms. Oh, okay. Four dealers, four rooms. So one. the idea is that people go in there. <clears throat> yeah, but there's quite a lot of famous people. Quite They're quite quirky, yeah. quirky things, quirky and items. goes for quite big money. Yeah, a Tommy. I'd like a Tommy Cooper fez, but five grand five might be a rich for my blood. Money, yeah. really. Apparently, it was. It had good uh, provenance. It's okay. all about the provenance. Imagine Tommy quite a big head, didn't he? Imagine if most people put it on, it just go right over your yeah, eyes. That's why I was a bit concerned because this. I think Hamilton concerned, tried it on. Oh yes, well, and it didn't. It was a bit. <laughs> it was a bit sizable. He was a big unit. man, wasn't he? Who, Hamilton? No, or? no, Tommy Cooper. Tommy Cooper was a very big man. So, um, anything else you want to talk? We have Wolves, got a- I think Wolves. Oh, yes. I was reading some quite alarming stuff. Lopetegui is not happy about the transfer plan. I think he's been told there isn't a lot of money to spend because of financial fair play issues. And that is going to make it difficult for Wolves because we saw with Leicester what happened when if you, you know, you're in the Premier League, you're sort of trapped by the transfer window. You mm. have to buy players. <clears throat> if you don't, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. And you saw this year, Leicester, what's happened to them. And, that could, I mean, Wolves have had a tough enough season as it is, and he's done a brilliant job. They've got they've got a couple of potentially big players leaving, so money could be generated. Could yeah, be ge- yeah, money could be generated from yeah. that. But if, if all he's got to spend is that, mm. he could be in for another tough season. But he's done a very good job, isn't he? You know, another one of those that came in, absolutely good experience coaches. Final, apparently, uh, uh, there's a feeling over there that they they're going to lose their man, and Arna Slot is going to be the next. 
well, Tottenham manager. Yeah, I was told by somebody recently well connected at you know with the club that that was the, who they were going that for. Was that was their target. Ages ago, so yeah, I mean that's see. that's the profile of of manager uh, they've been looking for, and he's certainly done a very good job in Holland. And I'm sure people will make the ten hard connections. He has done a fantastic job, mm. and he, his teams play exciting football. So we shall see. I'm I'm not too upset about that. As an appointment, I'd be quite excited no, by it. Yeah. So it's just going to be, uh, you know, all right. You can safely say that Man City are probably going to win the league next year. <laughs> Liverpool are definitely coming back strong. You can see by the yeah. way they're finishing, and they're going to reload. And then after that, it's six, <clears throat> eight teams that are all going to yeah. be pushing for those other sort of places. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tough. So you're saying eight teams could be pushing for well, easily those yeah. three places yeah, in the Champions yeah. League: Newcastle, United. Villa, Spurs, Chelsea, I don't know. Arsenal? Arsenal? No, Arsenal, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Brighton, you know, so they're all going to be up there. You know, I've probably left somebody out. Yeah. You know, so it is going to be very tight. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The reason Bob said at the top, if you're a touch confused, you think Bob said he had to um block a toilet. <laughs> um, there was a reason for that because people love Bob's voice. We all love Bob's <coughs> voice. No, it's, do, yeah. it's legendary here on TalkSport and Beyond. Mm-hmm. And we had um, uh, a text come in from one of the listeners uh, who said this. Nick, uh, the Cambridge tonight. United fans been in touch. I could listen to Bob. Bob could describe how to unblock a toilet. So much hey, like, hey, boy. Paul and Charlie, I go and get my rods. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I can see what the problem is, guys. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> get round the U, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I've got them in the van. Someone's been flushing something that isn't solid yeah, down that's... here. <laughs> Do you have any children in the house? Any toys gone down there? Be fair, be one of those sorts of things. Bob was a plumber. Bob was a plumber. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I like Bob, yeah, Bob, yeah, we look. We do apologise for those very bad impressions. But I don't know if you have any plumbing skills. But it was a, it was a, it was a compliment. It was a tribute to your fine work. Well, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I love what I do, and uh, God bless me with a, 
a good voice, which enabled me to live my life without working. <laughs> I uh, consider that a, a real privilege. And uh, what Talk Sport has meant to me over the past 20 years, uh, we don't have enough time in a week for me to tell you. Yeah, no, it's just, it's always, whenever you're on, such a lot of love comes in. People yeah, love listening great. to hear you speak. And um, I suppose it must be when, even when you're, when you've been over here and you've been traveling around the UK, you've been at the open and stuff, you must get in taxis and people think, I know that voice. So you've, it must have been, rec- I'm, I'm sure it gets recognized all, all around the world. Yes, I have to be honest with you. It, it does. It, it astonishes me uh, when I come over to Europe, whether I'm in London or no matter where I am, I, I just say, uh, you know, do you know where? And those three words, and they say, you're Bob Bubka. You know, and, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm glad I'm not a, a cat burglar because <laughs> I'd have a horrible career. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport, and it's time now to take a look at a week of sport on TV through the eyes of journalist, author, King of Kuala Lumpur, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you, boys. Not officially the King of Kuala Lumpur. Not officially, Kuala Lumpur. just uh, the on- honorary one, uh, because yeah, of your absolutely. overnight show where it, when it, it, yeah, it rocks. Indeed. Um, so, um, this is a, a documentary we, we touched on. Um, we're going to kick off with the, the other day with Ali Ross, who obviously had skin in the game as an Aberdeen yeah. fan. Um, but you've you've watched it. What did you make of it? It's called um, Aberdeen 83, Once in a Lifetime, isn't it? Yes, and they do use a little bit of the uh, Talking Heads track oh. over the uh, credits. It's brilliant. It's it's really, really good. Um, it's, I mean, obviously all the arguments about who's the greatest uh, manager of all time, especially if City win the treble, those arguments are going to re-emerge. They're already emerging between United and City fans in Manchester. Um, and this is an important piece of evidence. I mean, to quote uh, Gordon Strachan, who is known as the wee man, That's they all get their nickname when, yeah, when they yeah. come on screen. The so he's the wee man, Gordon Strachan. Um, and I'll quote you exactly what he said is uh, about Sir Alex. He said, you know, you should have seen him in his mid-30s. His methods, wouldn't he, wouldn't he get past the Geneva Convention? <laughs> and you sort of know that they're... <laughs> that, yeah, you know what he means, don't you? <laughs> you know exactly what he means. Um, but it's a great documentary. I mean, they talk to all those people. Also, interestingly, one of the uh, talking heads uh, is John S. Baird. Mm. Might not be a name you know, but he directed the uh, the movie Stan and Ollie, you know, with Steve Coogan. Oh, yes, and yeah, John I, I, Riley. I yeah. Which was a great little movie. Mm. Um, so the one there, Steve Archibald, um, um, Alex McLeish, everybody you you really want to hear from, mm. and it is a fantastic story. And, and I mean, one of the interesting aspects of it is most of these uh, these young players that he had at uh, Aberdeen at the time had been somehow rejected by Rangers and Celtic because they of you know the old firm, as they always do in Scotland, ruled the roost. And if you failed to make it, though, we didn't, um, you know, didn't cut the mustard as far as mm. they were concerned. Mm. You went around with a chip on your shoulder, and that's what Sir Alex played in, into. You know, as much as anything, it was the fact that uh, you know it's not Rangers, it's not Celtic, and uh, and also they even had a bit of a chip on the shoulder about the Edinburgh clubs as well because they uh, they won the title at uh, Easter Road. There's a fair bit about that. Uh, well, even you know, old uh, old mm. firm himself as a player, hadn't he? Of course, so he probably. Mm fed into that as well 
yeah and so it's a, you know it's a, it's a really interesting story and uh, it's the sort of achievement that we doubt we're ever going to see again are we no, no, no the argument about i mean you can't settle an argument about who's better pep or fergie the only thing you can say is that fergie's done it for a, for a very long time and kept he had that thing where he could keep rebuilding teams and mm. keep, yeah and i'm not saying pep can't do that but uh, uh, yeah, one of the amazing yeah. things was as you said his, his methods um, were, were quite old school at that point from what mm. Gordon Strachan says. Yes, but definitely. then he, 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 you know, apart from just reinventing teams, he reinvented himself. Mm. You know, you, you, he must have changed as a man to be relevant to those young players and got the best out of them. So he was obviously a great, you know, psychologically very strong and knew how to, you know, to get the very best out of players of different ages over a long period of time. Yeah, I mean, it's in, and he did it at Aberdeen, you know, and that is, is quite remarkable as well. Mm. Uh, and there's a fair bit in the programme about Aberdeen as a, as a city, because uh, in 1983, it was, I mean, his first season at Pitaldry, I think, was pretty poor. But in 1983, Aberdeen was, um, it's quite interesting to, you know, to look at what Britain was like when the economy was booming, because it was all about North Sea oil, mm. um, you know, black gold sort of thing. It was, it was a prosperous place you know mm. finance was moving up there and all sorts so um clearly aberdeen itself has changed now with the uh, you know with the emphasis on renewables rather than black gold if you like uh so that, that's an interesting aspect to it it's, it's a really good documentary and mm. uh, a lot of these programs on bbc scotland i mentioned them yeah. before we've said this before it. they do mm. they produce lots of really good sports documentaries don't they yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's up there on uh, iPlayer for 11 months, so... OK, um, plenty of yeah, time so to take it in. Yeah. Um, now, um, now, BBC Wales you've turned to for uh, your, the yeah, next Yeah, this is, there's also one that's on the iPlayer, unless I'm giving... In case I'm giving the BBC too much positive publicity... Mm. I'd just like to mention the Chris and Rosie Ramsey show, so that will uh, cover that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. I, I, haven't, seen I, it. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, a lot I, of people I, shouting. I, I, tend, people to, I shouting. tend to agree with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but Legends of Welsh Sport, John Toshak. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all on there. There's one with uh, Gareth Edwards. Uh, Dame Dame Tally, there's there's loads of you know people from Welsh sport who made mm. uh, a major impact. I didn't realise John Toshak Toshak had been so um, dangerously ill. I don't know whether it, mm, it starts yeah. off with yeah, mm. it starts with him talking about his COVID and he had uh, pneumonia and uh, was you know hovering between life and death. Looks fine now. Still, he's got a nice tan and everything. Um, and um, you know, looked looked great. Seventy two years old. He says, "I'm seventy two. I'm playing well." He said, "I can't get anybody to pick me, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm playing well." Um, and uh, what a life! I mean, it's an amazing life. John Toshak said, "Played nine, uh, sorry, managed in nine countries." Hmm. Uh, and he just seemed to sort of pick up and go off any time he wanted. His son Cameron is um, is on the show quite a lot, and he was talking <coughs> about when he went uh, to Portugal, you know, to manage uh, sporting. Mm. And uh, when he went over there, he had three young children, and he just took off, went to Portugal to manage sporting. Uh, his children were 14, 12 and 10 at the time, so obviously they needed to be taken to school every morning, etc, etc. And uh, his son said, we only got to see him once every three months. And I thought, blimey, how did he swing that? How did he get away with, uh, three, with three young kids going away, going back every three months? But, you know, he was quite a revolutionary and he's still, well, I think he's thought of as uh, a conquistador 
in uh, in Spain. Mm. And that's on top of, um, I mean, it goes through all the story of um, what he did at Swansea, what he did at Liverpool, uh, then into his management career, how he didn't get the job at Liverpool, which was obviously a huge, um, a huge thing for him. You know, mm. He was supposed to, he was virtually <clears throat> there as the next uh, Liverpool manager. And then Bob Paisley decided he wanted to stay on for, an, for another year to get the pension. So it was sort of different financial yeah. times, but um, he wouldn't leave because you know it would uh, would harm his pension rights. So uh, Tosh never got the job at uh, Liverpool, but obviously was uh, was huge in Spain. And there's a lot of stuff in it with uh, a very young uh, Xabi Alonso uh, oh. talking on the show about Toshak, who was um, very much a mentor to uh, Alonso oh. uh, and uh, obviously to Gareth Bale as well he was mm. the man who brought Gareth Bale into the uh, into the Welsh side uh, and according to um, I think it was Alonso it might have been Joe Ledley who was also one of the uh, talking heads on it um, he was playing three at the back before Cruyff did it at uh, Barcelona yeah. so He's thought of in Spain mm. as you know, it was quite a revolutionary, but that has managed all all over the place. Well, he went to Real Madrid, didn't he, at one point? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course, he did. Yeah, his last yeah. his last job, he did a couple of times, I think. His last job uh, was yeah, uh, in uh, Azerbaijan with a club simply called Tractor. T R A C T. Yes. Uh, yeah. OR Tractor. That was the last club uh, that he, he popped yeah. up at. But also yeah, fantastic in, career, in and a wonderful player. Yeah, Turkey, Macedonia, yeah. Morocco, mm. uh, and Iran, and a very outspoken pundit. There were two or three clips from uh, from old shows on um, on BBC Wales, you know, mm. coverage of football matches, uh, and uh, he was pretty outspoken. Yeah. You know, he was almost. You know, we say that he, you know, he played a style of football which Johan Cruyff sort of learnt from a wee bit in Spain, but a style of punditry that Graham Souness arguably <laughs> learnt from. You know, on, um, on BBC yeah. Wales. Martin, uh, good stuff. That's that's on the iPlayer as well, is it? Yes, it is. That's Excellent. on the iPlayer. As is Aberdeen '83. As is the Chris and Rosie Ramsey show. Right. But don't the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That's uh, how it all unfolded today. We're back on Monday to reflect on the Premier League weekend. Danny Kelly will join us uh, from around Europe. Andy Brassel, and we may even have some yeah. clips of the week. I'll be celebrating a victory over the potential champions. That's right. You're going to put. A, you're going to put. A, a, um, yeah, you're going to put a fly in the ointment this weekend, oh, Chelsea yeah. Kingmakers. Think. Against Man City. So have a great weekend and uh, all being well, we'll catch up with you on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.